Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm your host, Trivia. And joining me every week, as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business. Greg, what's happening? Uh, you crack me up sometimes. Why? I, well, uh, it's, uh, I, I like that anywhere from 30 seconds to a minute and a half that I just hear you ramble on on Facebook Live while I'm, you know, typing in my message and this and that, that and this and just listening to you and you're talking to people and you're like, yeah. You know, I know this is what Nugster said, or I know I agree with the Nugster. Okay, I just I agree about what? Nobody knows what you're agreeing with me about because you don't know what I said, and they don't know what I said. I don't know. I just find it amusing. When I said that I thought NXT was a really good show, I said I agreed with the Nugster. Monday Night Raw and NXT. Um, we had a little discussion um, off the air about both shows. What did you think of uh, Monday Night Raw this week for all the fans out there? That are it, was, it was all right. I mean, it was, wasn't anything great, wasn't anything fantastic. Um, I mean, they had 10 matches. Um, that could be good and that could be bad. Uh, depending on the way you want to look at it. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, I thought it was it was an okay show as well. I mean, it wasn't uh, wasn't overly great. It wasn't good. It was okay. And you know, maybe maybe it's falling a little bit short because Bray Wyatt's not back yet. Randy Orton's not back yet. Um. We don't know where Becky Lynch is going to go, whether it's going to be SmackDown or Raw. Um, I just, I'm just hoping that it's going to pick up and get a little bit better. But it was an okay show. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they came out with the triple threat match. It's going to be for SummerSlam, which I kind of figured they were going to have that. But I just have a feeling, I just have a feeling that they're, uh, they're probably going to put the title back on Charlotte. Maybe not at SummerSlam, but maybe somewhere down the line she'll get the title again. Or well, you know, I think obviously, I think somewhere down the line she'll get the title again. It's not like she's never going to hold the title again. Right. I but, mean, she's going to get the title. It's not a matter of if she's ever going to hold the title again. It's a matter of when and how long that line is. Right. Is it a dot or is it a line? Yep. 
who's in who's in contention, who's not. I mean, how many how many people you got ready to go? And now it's what WWE is going to do with the women's division. But what did you think? Uh, what did you think was the best match on Monday night? I gave that a B. Yeah, I think that was the best match on the show. As I'm going through my little thing here. Um, either that or Riddle, Mor- Riddle of Morrison. Um, but I'd have to give... Sheamus mainly because it's it was different. Right. We, we had never seen them in the ring together, so. Yep. You didn't you didn't know what to expect. You didn't know how good it was going to be, and it turned out to be the best match on the show. Well, I know. I mean, I'm not going to take any credit, but I had said that I thought Damian Priest would be a good challenger for Sheamus. Um, if they weren't going to bring Keith Lee into the part that he gave to Damien Priest. Right. Um, but I, I, I thought it was good. I thought two of them would be able to work very, very well together. And I, and I see um, maybe by the end of the year, Damien Priest is wearing gold in the WWE. Um, I, I, I think within a month. Okay. I can see them giving the belt to Damian Priest before this feud ends. They oh. won't carry this feud out to the end of the year. That, that'd be six months. They never do that. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's Unless true. Unless you're true the entire Bobby Lash. Right. Then they just keep going and going and going with that one. Yeah, it's been out for a while. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of Drew McIntyre, I didn't uh, particularly care too much for that match against, uh, who, who did he fight? Re- Revar or whatever the guy's name is? Beer. Beer. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Those guys, have they ever wrestled anywhere before? Or? They're just big goons. The other part of the, I don't know if Singh is like Smith. In India, as Smith is in the United States, but he's another Singh, um, S-I-N-G-H member. I don't know, like I said, I don't know if he's part of the same family as the Singh brothers were, or if it just happens to be a popular last name, but I know his real last name is Singh. Oh, okay. Singh, how do you want to pronounce it? All righty. Um, um. How's everything going for you? Well, I don't know. I'm reading comments above that one, so. Oh. Um, I mean, Scott Scott uh, is asking, you know, is it true about CM Punk and Daniel Bryan in AEW? Um, if you believe what you read, then yes. Um, neither CM Punk or Daniel Bryan or AEW had many announcements. 
Um, neither, neither CM Punk or Daniel Bryan have confirmed that they've signed with AEW. I did watch AEW Dynamite. Well, I watched this morning from last night's episode. And there was a little tease by Darby Allen. Um, one of the new shows on AEW that's going to be uh, broadcasting Friday nights, I believe, at 10 p.m. So right after SmackDown goes off the air. That's the uh, program that the big show is to be a commentator on. Okay, yep. Their first show is like August 13th, Friday the 13th. He made a major announcement last night that on August 20th, they will be emanating from the United Center in Chicago. So Darby Allen made a little comment that he's always, you know, that Chicago are the best fans and he would love to show that he can be the best in the world. Oh. So they're either feeding off of the fan frenzy or CM Punk will make his debut then. Right. Yeah, that, that one could go either way. I think, in my opinion, as much as I, you know, really don't want to say it, I mean, there was a situation, there was a, a post on Facebook I was reading yesterday uh, with a picture of Daniel Bryan signing a piece of paper, and it said that AEW will meet all his demands, what he's asking. He only wants, he wants to work a limited schedule for equal pay. He wants to be able to travel to Japan. He wants, yeah, he, he'd like the freedom to go and do ROH, NJPW, which yeah. he necessarily wouldn't get to do if he was in the WWE. Yeah, and, he also, and they also said that he wants to be able to have creative control over... Um, well, he had, that, he had that in WWE. Right. He was part of WWE's creative. Yeah. So, don't, uh, that, that's a load of bullshit if people say that. They, WWE would have let him come back on a limited basis. He wouldn't have to come back full time. Yep. So, don't think that. I mean, that's bullshit that AEW's doing that and WWE wouldn't have. But, do I think WWE would let him freely go? and wrestle in other federations with his history of injuries and concussion injuries? No. Right. I, no. Be- I believe that. Right. Oh. Well, I guess the only way we'll really find out if the rumors are true is if they show up on uh, and compete on AEW shows. Like they have one coming up in New York at the Tennis Center, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. United States, Stadium at the United States Tennis um, Center. Okay. So we'll have to see if one or both will be appearing on that show. Well, see if, if once again, if CM Punk is going to show up, it'll be Scott. Yep. It's already rumored if Daniel that Daniel Bryan is quote unquote making his debut with AEW in New York City. Okay. Um, but um, they've been doing this, uh, uh, we're actually going to talk more about AEW now than we have in months. Um, 
they've been doing this five whatever um punishment matches or whatever um that MJF is designating people to fight Chris Jericho. This past week was against I forget his name now. Uh some murder death till guy who I've never heard of. Um, but I guess he's famous for all these gruesome, brutal matches. Yeah. It was an okay match. I mean Oh Nick that you know, guy Cage? Yes, that's it. That's it. Nick Gage with a G. Nick Gage. Um and then so of course Jericho won. And at the end <laughs> sorry, sorry. The stipulation of the next match is Chris Jericho has to go to the top rope and perform a move. Okay. Never it was never said what move he has to perform. Never was said at any point in time. But his opponent Ready for this? Okay. Going back 15 to 25 years. Juventud Guerrera. Oh my God. Jericho's opponent. This is why I don't understand why people make fun of WWE and what they do. They're not doing anything as stupid <laughs> as what they're doing in AEW. Juventud Guerrero? Yeah. I mean, come on. They had a, um, a little segment with um, Cody Rhodes being backstage and just on the, the gorilla position. You know, at looking like a producer all dressed up in his nice white three-piece suit talking about next week's match or maybe it was a week after against Malachi Black. Set looked like it was cardboard with curtains taped over (laughs) it. If it blew on them, they were going to fall over. Wow. And then, of course, you know, Malachi Black gave him, you know, a kick to the face, dragged him through. They brought up the stairs and out onto the Know, the my mind is from blank onto the arena, you're not in the actual, you know, up on the, the top there, the top of the ramp. Oh, the, the um, fought, the fought for like 30 seconds, yeah. you know, by their big, you know, TV. I yep. can't see tech channel because that's you know, WWE, right? You know, where they're you know, wrestlers come out right on the little stage there above the ramp, yep. But just say, come on. You, you've got a billionaire owner. Right. Like last week when we did that stupid press conference. You could tell they were at cheap little $3 card tables <laughs> with a piece of cloth over it. And there wasn't a person in the audience for this breaking news press conference. Yeah. Yep. So AEW is trying to. AEW is trying to make, I think they're trying to make themselves a lot more important than they really are. And once again, 
seems like they try to do like they had two or no what what type of match do you call it when you have three guys on one team against three guys on another team tornado tag team no three men on one team three men on another team six-man tag just a regular oh no 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 this was an aew as a trios match a trios match oh okay yes two teams of three isn't a six-man or a three-on-three it's a trios match all right they opened up with a a five-on-five elimination tag team match so that's Cinco Cinco, right? <laughs> no, no, no. It was, a, it was a five on five, a tag team elimination match. Okay. When it got down to three on one side, it was Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus Hangman Page, the Cowboy. The commentators are yelling, oh, this isn't fair. It's three on one. Oh, you can't do that. It's three on one. This is no fair. Jim Ross, I thought you were smarter than that dipshit. Right. All other four members got eliminated. Yes, it's now three on one, you dimwit. Yep. Like like uh, WWE Dark, right? Uh, <laughs> when he made that mistake. But yeah. I- and, and they have- Um, there was a jazz band around the ring. Yeah. Um, one of their performers is from New Orleans. Right. So somebody outside the room came down and like started beating on a couple of the members of the band, and then he brought the guy, the guy that had the trombone, he brought the trombone into the ring. And Jim Ross says, this is wrestling. There's no place in wrestling for somebody with a trombone. Come on. Jim Ross. Jim Ross is just getting bad. And who do you think they were referring to? WWE. Elias. And the New Day. And the New Day. Xavier Woods has used a trombone. I just, you know. Yeah. And that's why I said I think AEW is trying to make themselves off as a lot more bigger and a lot more important as they really are. And, you know, try to get your own stick going. Don't try to don't try to copy stuff from WWE because you're not gonna you're not gonna I don't think you're gonna outcreate Vince McMahon when it comes to certain things. Right. And, but my, my point is is don't take something from somebody else and, re- and just rename it and make people think that it's your own. Right. You, you know what I mean? Yep. You come up with something yourself, then that's great. I'm not saying nobody else in the world should ever have any match like a Royal Rumble. Right. But don't make it seem like you're the only one that does it. 
Nobody does six men tag matches. Yeah. We do trios. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's just, that's just crazy. I'm glad that you gave me the insight on that because I didn't see AEW at all. And by what you've been making it sound like, I'm glad I didn't see it. I mean, the last match. Oh, that froze. Oh, Greg, can you hear me, buddy? Oh, the Nugster froze, everybody. I sure hope that uh, we'll get him back live soon. I don't know exactly what has happened, but we have. Oh, I don't know what happened there, but we're going to try and see if we can get Nugster back. Hopefully sign back in and we'll be able to uh, finish what it, what we were talking about before. Oh, up oh, there he is. Um, yeah, that was uh, kind of weird. I mean, I know we're having a little bit of a weather issue here up in Connecticut, but it shouldn't have been, it shouldn't have been that bad. So, hey, Greg. Yeah, just uh, hope bringing you back on there. Uh, there you are. I don't know what happened. Uh, I can tell you, it's a funny story. Okay. So, the last time I used my tablet um, was um, Money in the Bank. Because I had my my laptop and my headphones that I plug into my laptop. Right. The paper reading. And I think that same night the Yankees and Red Sox were playing on Sunday Night Baseball. So I had the Yankees and Red Sox on my tablet, which is what I used to do the show. And I had my wireless Bluetooth headphones hooked up to my tablet. So I never turned that off. Oh. So, but uh, I'm not, my headphones are down, you know, uh, you know, 50 yards away. Right. In my room. But apparently, whoever was walking by must have had a, a wireless Bluetooth headset. All of a sudden, my phone, my, my tablet, kicked me off of Facebook and said it was trying to connect oh. to whatever Bluetooth was walking by me. Oh, okay. So then I had to come back in and come back on. Alrighty. So anyway, that was probably the um, RQ to stop talking AEW. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, because we're gonna be uh, uh, mo- uh, another five more minutes. We're gonna be heading on over to Nuggies News, and then after Nuggies News, we'll be doing uh, our NXT uh, recap, which I thought was a really, really good show. Nope. But uh, SummerSlam, I guess there's what, two or three matches that have been signed already? I thought we were talking about Raw. Yeah, okay. Oh, uh, I keep forgetting. All right, sorry. Um, Yeah, so what else did you like and dislike about Raw? I mean, we already. Oh, I mean, I mean, I liked the 
scam was horrible. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, hopefully Natalia's not seriously injured. I missed um, where she got hurt. I missed it. She was, she was not putting any weight in that leg at all. I mean, at all. Um, I don't. She, she kind of, she got it rolled up under a dewdrop. And dewdrop ain't no little dew of a drop of anything. She's yeah. a big drop. Yep. Um, and she couldn't put any weight on it. Um, before the match was even officially over, she was being walked back. Um, Mentamina came out after the match was over and helped carry her to the back, but she wasn't putting any weight on it. So there's no update as to what may have happened. So it may have just been a little tweak of the ankle. Just hope it's nothing worse than that because the women's tag division is 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 horrible as it is. Right. If we take them out of it, then we have literally two tag teams left. Um, Eve Moran, Dewdrop, and Shotzi and Knox. Yep. And nobody else. Right. So we So that was horrible. Um but the, a lot of the other parts of the show, I mean, they weren't necessarily bad. They weren't good. They just confused me. Like, Keith Lee fighting Karrion Cross. Stop playing with your phone. Stop playing with your phone. Okay. It, it just had a heat. Are you done now? Yeah, but it just said something about uh, heat. On my phone. Oh, oh. Well, everything's okay. Anyways, anyway, keep um, late. If both of them lost the week before, we're gonna try and do something. Obviously, we're gonna try and do something with Terry Cross he's on for a second week in a row. Right. Obviously, they want to do something with Keith Lee. They're putting him on for a second week in a row. But let's put them in a match together against each other where one of them has to lose. Right. That was dumb. Yes. Very dumb. I mean, you could have put Kerry Cross in another match with Jeff Hardy and had him win this time. Right. And put Keith Lee in a match with... I don't care anybody. Right. Anybody else. Yeah. Having um, uh, AJ Styles or something. or. No, no, no. Because he's not going to beat AJ Styles. You know, maybe he didn't do Mace and T-Bar in a match. And he used Lucha House Party against Monsoor and, and Ali. Um, and have him fight one of the guys from... You know, uh, T Bar or Mace. Right. Which is not what confused me. Yep. Why are they putting them in a match against Ali and Mansoor to lose? I know. They had not- and then the other part that confused me was why again <laughs> is a champion losing to a challenger? Especially a champion that just won the belt after taking it from a champion that just won the belt. Why did Charlotte cleanly beat Nikki? Yep. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why they why they do that. I mean, WWE just seems to to like having their champions lose right after they win the title and makes them look weak. So I don't know why. And and they want to build up for the triple threat match for SummerSlam. I'm just hoping that it's not going to be a flop. Uh, um, yeah, but I just think uh, I just think Raw could have been a lot better. I mean, you know, like you said, why put Mason T-Bar in a match against Mansoor and Ali only to lose? I mean, it wasn't a horrible match. It wasn't a horrible match. It wasn't even a bad match. It was an okay match. Right. But just some things that they're doing on Raw just confuse me. Yep. And, and when when Maybe it's something that I that they've always done that I just don't remember. But when did they start calling a match where it's a non-title match, but it's now called a contenders match? I know. I've never I've never heard that before. I I've heard of it when two people are are wrestling against each other for the right. To become the number one contender, yep. it's a number one contenders match. Right. But Damien Priest bought Sheamus. Sheamus in a contenders match. Right. That just makes no sense. Why they do that? No. So, Rick, thank up, Rick, how are you? Yeah, how you doing, Rick? Rick Del Santo from the podcast PWZ joining in. Uh, joining us uh, tonight, they're listening in. So, yeah, it's just, WWE is just uh, getting really dumb in certain aspects of that. But before we go on to Nuggies news, I'd like to wish one of our viewers, um, uh, Greg has seen the guy out here before, his name is Ralph DiOrio. Uh, today is his 65th birthday, so happy birthday goes out to Ralph. Uh, we understand you're up here in Connecticut visiting family and friends, so maybe we'll get a chance to run into each other eventually before you go back home to Florida. But just wanted to say from the top rope report, happy birthday. Um, now we're doing, I'm doing okay, Rick. Uh, thanks for asking. And uh, right now, it's my favorite part of the show. I'm hoping it's everybody else's. It's Nuggies News. So, Greg, take it away.
sometimes just read them okay quick, get a tripod. Um, <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson to appear at Survivor Series. So if they're able to work it out and say they had a campaign where The Rock is going to be around from Survivor Series, say through WrestleMania, um, this person put out a list of five dream matches against current WWE wrestlers that The Rock could face. One, I think we briefly touched on last week, and that was Randy Orton. So once again, in true fashion, scale of one to ten, how excited would you be about a match to The Rock versus Randy Orton? Seven and a half. I'd give that a six, six and a half. The Rock versus Seth Rollins. Seven. And then the last one is a dream match between two top-tier WWE legends, The Rock versus Edge. Eight, eight and a half. Rick Del Santo said negative on all these. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, of those, the only one that the only ones that I'd be interested in is I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind a Randy Orton versus The Rock, you know, little feud, um, carrying on with them both being the third generation wrestlers that they are. Yep. And then it would be the Fiend, just because I want to see the Fiend back. Right. Uh, I mean, I've seen. I don't know if you have, but they there's been a picture of I don't know where he was, but a random fan stopped and took a picture with him, and the man looks like he's lost 30 pounds. Um, he he's dropped a lot of that belly weight. Can't tell how much he had in the chin because he still got that big beard. Yeah. But you can tell he lost a lot of that belly weight in his arms. We're starting to look, not that they were looking jacked or muscular, muscular, but he didn't see as much spaghetti arms in the back. A little more. So it looks like he's working out getting yeah. himself in a little bit, in a little bit better shape. A little more tone. Yes. Um, we talked about, we were talking about this past week, Monday Night Raw, and we will get to NXT. Um, and to nobody's surprise, there was a drop in viewership this Monday night. Once again, it was going up against the Olympics. The week before, they had almost 2 million. Um, this week, they jumped, it fell down to 1.814 million fans, which is nowhere near as big of a drop in viewership I thought they would have got against the Olympics. Okay. Waiting for my phone to finish. See, it's circling, 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 <laughs> circling, circling. Waiting for it to pick up the next article. And there we go. Um, 
one of the speculation, one of one of the rumors that's going around is that the um, reappearance of Becky Lynch may not happen on Monday Night Raw because WWE likes to keep couples together. And i.e. that would mean it would be easier to put Becky Lynch on SmackDown right now than to move Seth Rollins, who's just now starting a campaign against Edge right. and has his eyes set on Roman Reigns to move him to Raw. Yep. Well, we can get into a conversation about that, but... Well, you know, I should probably actually look at these to see if it's even worth it. Just an article that I just quickly flagged because I don't think it's going to make a difference. And no, that one doesn't either. That one wouldn't matter. I love, you know, none of these matter because it's, um, name of the article is five superstars you may not know are dating fellow wrestlers but the only couple that's actually actively both in the WWE are um, you know that pretty little um, blonde girl that, that does the backstage segments on NXT yeah Mackenzie yeah she's dating lead commentator for NXT Vic Joseph oh okay so I guess if he ever gets called up to the main roster, so will she. But none of the others have anything to do with it. But my thought is, if you want to have Sasha reignite SmackDown, great, fine. You've already brought other people up on SmackDown, i.e. Tony Storm and move Naomi over. Let Becky Lynch go on Raw. Edge isn't designated to any brand. So oh. if you brought Rollins over to Monday Night Raw, Edge could just chase him down. Yep. And find him. Or you don't bring Becky Lynch back until SummerSlam when whoever wins the match between Charlotte Ripley and Ash, I mean Ash, then Becky comes out, then the following night on Monday Night Raw, Rollins could show up and Edge could follow him to Raw then. Right. So that's your way around it. Because I think, and I've said it before, I think, I, think, I mean, not seriously, but I think USA is going to cancel their contract with WWE if Becky Lynch goes to SmackDown. Right. With Roman Reigns, who went to SmackDown. With Edge, who's fighting against SmackDown. With John Cena, who's fighting against SmackDown. I mean, how many more, you know, twos and threes can you deal Monday Night Raw where you're dealing the aces and kings to SmackDown? It's not a fair fight. Right. Um, another quick, another article I picked up, just trying to give you a little bit of background about people in the WWE. And the article is named Nine Superstars You May Not Know That Have Competed in Other Sports. I mean, obviously, we know Brock Lesnar, 
UFC, professional football, Bobby Lashley, professional football, The Rock, college football. But these ones, maybe you did Reigns. not know. Top Dollar. Do you know what he used to do? Uh, he used to play. Basketball? No. Top Dollar? too big to play basketball. Likewise, he used to play on the defensive line for the Redskins, the Dolphins, and the Seattle Seahawks. He was a professional football player. Okay. Commander Aziz also played, um, what they call it, American football. It was an American football league in both Germany and in Poland. He's played football for them. Kyle O'Reilly was an all-star rugby player before he became a WWE superstar. Aaron Corbin, I think we all know, was a boxer. Mm-hmm. That was the only one on this list that I did know. He was a boxer. Well, actually, you know, there's somebody else that I know, too, but that's the last one. MVP is a gold medalist in jiu-jitsu, the Brazilian art form of karate style. Oh, okay. He, he competed at um, a jiu-jitsu IBJJF championship in 2019 in the Masters um, Ultra Heavy category. And then he won a gold medal in the Masters tournament in 2020 as well. Rich Holland, that gentleman that we talked about off the air, um, we'll talk a little bit more about him and that he's in NXT. He was also a rugby star. Big E. What would you what do you think Big E did before he became a wrestler? Powerlifter? Yes, he was originally a football player for the University of Iowa, but he was a powerlifter and the USA powerlifting champion. Took part in the USA powerlifting meet in 2010 and broke all four powerlifting records in the state of Florida in his weight category. (laughs) Bench pressed 575 pounds. That's you and me together. Right. He impressed us. Wow. That's, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, Veer, who we, we talked about, um, he was actually a professional on the lower level. He was a professional baseball pitcher. Um, well known in many parts of the world. In 2008, he won a reality TV competition in India titled The Million Dollar Arm. Before, he was a, um, a, um, wow, my mind is so blank. He tried to say that cricket and javelin was actually, there it is, an alternate in the 2000. Um, 12 Olympics for India for throwing the javelin. Oh, okay. And then last 
worst of not least on this list is Charlotte Flair, who was a cheerleader, a volleyball player, played basketball, played softball, was just an all-round athlete. I don't know what would make you think that somebody that looks like her could have been an athlete in any other sport than professional wrestling. Right. And last but not least, um, we're, we've been talking and talking and talking, and another article has come out. Um, NXT superstars who need to get the next call-up to the main roster. So, once again, in true nature, true Nuggies new swarm, on a scale of 1 to 10, do you agree, disagree strongly or not? Okay. First one they list, obviously the same list, same name on every list, Adam Cole. I, I strongly agree. They say, after having one more match with Kyle O'Reilly at NXT TakeOver, that's when it's time for him to leave NXT. Um, they say the rest of the way. Um, as we'll get into when we talk about NXT, there very well could be um, just two members of the way left. So they're suggesting Johnny Wrestling and Candice LeRae getting called up to the main roster. I agree. Okay. Bronson Reed. Uh, as much as I like Bronson Reed as a, as a wrestler, and I think he's got some pretty good talent, I think they should wait on him a little bit more, a little bit longer. Okay. Dakota Kai. Um... She's so tiny, but uh, yeah, I would I would agree. I, I'd agree to bring her up. I, I mean, you say she's tiny. She's taller than Alexa Bliss. She's just about as tall as Sasha Banks. Nikki Cross isn't that tall. I mean, Natalia's not that tall. Maybe she's just seen her on TV. I don't know. To me, she looks like really puny. Because she's standing next to Raquel Gonzalez, who's eight foot four. Yeah, that's true. Scarlett Bordeaux. No. Not even with Karrion Cross. No. If they're going to bring Scarlett Bordeaux up, bring her up as a wrestler. I want to see her get in the ring and wrestle. Okay. I, I honestly think her not coming up with Karrion Cross hurts the Karrion Cross character. Okay. Only just because of the entrance and the entrance alone is totally different when he's just standing there on the ramp with his arms crossed. 
it was so much more intimidating when the smoke's coming out, you see her silhouette through the smoke, then he comes out, and then she comes down to the ring. I just... Um, Io Shirai. Uh, no, not right now, because they're tag team champs. Yeah, but they say, I mean, if you read what that... What they say here is they haven't developed proper chemistry yet and could easily just be a transitional champion. Yeah. Meaning as tag teams. I get a kick out of little I get a kick out of little nug the other day when he says that Io Shirai speaks better English than Oscar. This is this is Nuggie's news, not little Nuggie's news. Okay. When he wins two prediction champions titles, he can take over. <laughs> okay. Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa, I believe, should have been called up to the roster a long time ago. Okay. And then, then they say if there is a massive overhaul in the works for NXT and WWE, here are some other names to consider. Legato de Fantasma. Okay. No. 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 Okay. Only Lurkin and Pete Dunn. Yes. And last but not least, Mr. Trivia's favorite, Cameron Grimes. Uh, yeah, I think they'll bring him up after this thing with uh, LA Knight is over. What? What? What's the matter? Yankees just traded for Anthony Rizzo. Who did they trade? Two minor leaguers. Wow. Okay. Holy shit! That might help him out a little bit. Well, I mean, nothing's going to help you out when your best pitcher starts a game and you allow 14 runs in one game, like today, but... Who did? The Yankees did? Yeah. yeah. The, the Yankees yeah. gave up 14 runs today? To who? Tampa Bay. What was the final? 14-0. Oh, my God. But anyways, this isn't Yankees talk. This is right. wrestling talk. Exactly. And that's Nuggies news. Okay, and uh, before we get into NXT... I would like to get Greg's uh, opinion on something that uh, we talked about off the air a couple of days ago, and I didn't say nothing about it because I thought it would have been part of Nuggie's news. But the Queen of the Ring, the Queen of the Ring tournament. I guess you said that that was going to. I guess you said that was going to be in Saudi Arabia. Well, no, 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 no. Right now, it's once, once again, this is all rumors. Nothing's going to the draft. Queen of the Ring. Nothing's been officially announced by WWE. Okay. But right now, it's been reported through some sources um, that WWE is going to be doing a Queen of the Ring tournament. Um, I think it's October 8th and 13th. 
something like that. I don't have a calendar in front of me. Okay. Um, when it'll start, and then the final. This is why I don't 100% because they say the finals will be at an unconfirmed uh, match at an event in Saudi Arabia on October 21st. And that's why, I mean, I find it, not that I don't find it hard to believe, but I don't believe it right. until it's actually announced because I don't. I, I, I just find it hard to think they're going to do, like we said, the hypothetical, Charlotte Flair and Sasha Banks in the finals of a Queen of the Ring tournament when they're in full head-to-toe wrestling gear and T-shirts. Right. I, I don't see it. I, I don't. Yep. And we just want to let the viewers out there know that this is speculation, so it's not carved in stone yet. But um, that would be something interesting, for, I think, for WWE to... I, mean, I, think, I think a Queen of the Ring tournament <laughs> would, be, would be excellent. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I, I hope they don't do it like the men where they have eight people. I mean, that's not really, to me, that's not really much of a tournament. Right. Now, the qualifying... Maybe, maybe you do you do four top seeds and then have, like, a, a field where there's 12 other wrestlers, so then it comes down to, no, whatever. I don't know. My math is off right now. But, you know, have qualifying for the rest of them or, or something. No, so then it's one verse four and two verse three, but yep. you have to have two wrestlers fight to be the four, two wrestlers fight to be the two, two wrestlers fight to be the three. I mean, you really have to dig deep into your overall roster to do it, but no, you can figure your way to do it with 12 wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Even if you did 16, you know, you'd have to use eight women from NXT, but... Right. Well, maybe it happens that we start to have an upset in the first round against Natalia. Yeah. And go into the next round. Yep. You know, bring back, bring back, bring back Molly Holly. There you go. So we'll be getting... Molly Holly against whoever could be in the finals. Right. We'll be getting into more and more of that information as we get it available uh, about the WWE and the Queen of the Ring. But now, let's talk NXT. One second. One second. Okay. All right. Now, yeah. let's talk NXT. Let's talk NXT. We're already at the one-hour mark into the show already, and we're going into NXT. So... Um, I thought NXT was a really, really good show. I gave it a solid B from beginning to end with a couple, or B, B plus, A minus, B plus, um, with a couple of hiccups in between. Um, but I thought it was really good. Even the, uh, the, um, 
What the hell? The match with um, Hit Row and Imperium, which was a lot better than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Imperium, I mean, I don't know why. I mean, they just stopped with Imperium. It's like, for a while there, it seemed like NXT was um, the undisputed area and Imperium. And then you had Gargano and Ciampa. Yep. That, that's what it seemed like NXT was for a while. Right. And then you hear and there more wrestlers, some female wrestlers started to get more popular and do better. And then Imperium just like, like disappeared. I thought maybe they were then wrestling back in NXT UK with Walter. Right. So, I mean, I didn't have any doubt in my mind that that wasn't going to be a good match. The Sid Kimmer was pretty decent. Yeah. They, um, they've got themselves a good, uh, a good team over there. Yes. Another match I thought was real good was, um, oh, I just had it right here, and I can't think of it now. The breakout match? That one. Thank you. Um. Josh Briggs against, uh, I like to call him Christian Casanova, but that's not his name. Um, but I thought it was, you know, like you Carmelo said, Hayes. Carmelo Hayes. And I agree with you after watching it again, that that had to be the best breakout match they've had on NXT yet. I mean, that was the third one they had. Um, the guy that um, Carmelo Hayes is going to fight in the next round, I can't remember his name. Judge uh, something? Judge something? Yeah, Hudson. Hudson. He's... Uh, he's probably... Just a little tell by the way they talk about wrestlers or the way they showcase wrestlers. Especially in a tournament like this as to who's supposed to win. Right. Um, and obviously, once again, it's only eight wrestlers, so they're already going to be into the semifinals when Carmelo Hayes and Hudson, Judd Hudson meet. So the winner's going to go into the finals. So I think that's going to be a really good match. Yes, I totally agree with that, 100%. Right. Even after the match is over, I see them both being on the roster together. Yep. Um, Also, another match that I mentioned to you before, the first time I've seen him as a tag team, which I thought was real good, was Casey Cannizzaro. And um, I can't remember her partner's name. Caden Carter, right? Caden Carter. Yeah, I mean, they are a... Yeah, they are a real it's good team. Casey. Huh? It's Casey and Casey. Yeah, they are a real good team. Yeah, I mean, the match, I mean, I, I'm not going to, I mean, don't take this in a negative way, but it was the quote-unquote worst match on the show. But when all the other matches were what they were, right. It's really not that negative. Yep. Um, 
once again, I mean, Frankie Monet is Frankie Monet. That other Jessica, whatever the hell her last name is. Greg Jesse, sorry. Jesse Camilla. Maybe that's why I thought it was Jesse Cough. Jesse Camilla. She's just horrible. Right. And, you know, I don't understand the whole Frankie Monet trying to work with, under, over, through, around Robert Stone brand. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, she was pretty pissed after that match, so we're probably not going to see her teaming up with anybody anytime soon either. But Frankie Monet was fine on her own. Yeah. I mean, she was getting the heel heat that you want a heel to get. Yep. You don't need to have her in a storyline with Douchebag Stone. Right. Yep. And, uh, but like I said, you know, we go back to, uh, another match that I thought was, I mean, I always like watching Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. I always like watching them perform in the ring. And that was a good match against Oni Lorcan and, uh, yes, very good. Yep. Very good. And those guys were just possibly. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a huge Bronson Reed fan, but that match against Adam Cole was really, really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you started off the show with a really, really good match, and you ended the show with a really, really good match. Yep. And in between, you put together some entertaining matches. Yes. So that's definitely something that I'd like to see NXT in the near future going forward. Uh, a couple other things I wanted to talk to you about. First of all, how surprised were you that Samoa Joe's back? No surprise at all. Okay. This no is, surprise. From, this is, from the very first him coming out into the ring and, and when the announcer is going back to NXT and when he first came out and it was said, okay, you know, you're not back as an in-ring competitor. You're not allowed to put your hands on people unless you get provoked. Right. Right then and there, you didn't think that he was going to end up in a match in NXT, then you're stupid. Right. In my opinion. In my opinion. Yep. I mean, I'm glad that he was not, because when I saw that, I saw Regal signed the paper to reinstate him, and he's got the match against Karrion Cross. I think that's where we're going to see Karrion Cross drop the belt and then come up to the main roster. That's, uh... Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I know it's historically what they've done, so, I mean, that would make the most sense. Right. I mean, that, that's going to be, I think that's going to be a real good match, too. That's going to be a, yeah. a real yeah. knockdown dragout. Uh, another thing I want to get your opinion on is this Indy Hartwell thing with the way. I mean, she wants uh, Dexter Loomis to join the family, so to speak. 
blessed to be able to be with Dexter Lewis, but not have to leave the family. Johnny Gargano was like, no, he's not going to be part of the family. So that's why next week it's Gargano and Loomis in a lover or leaver match. Right. Where Dexter Loomis wins, she gets to love him. But if not, then she's got to leave him. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the stupidest part which is... Just means, which just means Dexter Loomis somehow is going to win. Right. I see that happening. And then there was the stupidest part of the of the whole show, which was Cameron Grimes. But I thought um, I thought it was pretty interesting to see DiBiase, you know, talking with Cameron Grimes. Hey, you're better than this. You don't need to, you know, scoop down to his level and everything else like that. And I thought that kind of uh, made some sense to Cameron Grimes. So maybe we might see this Butler thing going away within another couple of weeks. Well, uh, maybe. Well, one thing I want to get your take on is I can't remember his name, and you mentioned him before. The guy that came out and attacked Champa and Timothy Thatcher. Now, he was the one that... Rich, Rich Holland. Okay, now he was the one that attacked Oni Lorcan before, but now he's on the same team with them. I mean, this guy looks. This guy looks like a beast. Uh, but not. I mean, I don't know. He. He's. I don't know. He didn't look that big to me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he looks tall. But I'm trying to see. Blah blah blah. Um, this doesn't say that doesn't how do. he got injured. It just says he went down due to a freak injury in October. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's all it says here. Alrighty. And one of the and one of the surprising things that caught my eye on NXT this past week was Dakota Kai Uh, Is this something that we saw coming? I mean, mean, if you you know how WWE works, then yes. Okay. I mean... uh, Yeah, I mean, every tag team or alliance... Somebody winds up screwing over one of the other ones at some point in time, it seems. Yeah. Now, I think WWE did this with Dakota Kai because maybe Frankie Monet is not quite ready yet. Um, She took out, uh, what's that, that other lady that she took out uh, this past, last week? Japanese one? Yeah. Yeah. Took her out and supposedly. She took her out. She took out Amber Moon. She took out Io Shirai. She took out Rhea Ripley. She took out Shayna Baszler. She's taken out everybody. Right. And we're talking, and you know, Dakota Kai said, "You, you will never lose as long as I've got your back." Yeah. Well, 
works. She doesn't have her back anymore. Exactly. So now she's going to lose. Yep. And he, and so now, so now what happens? Does Dakota Kai win and Raquel Gonzalez go to the main roster? Hmm. That'd be interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Dakota Kai, I mean, does Raquel Gonzalez show up on the SmackDown after SummerSlam? I wouldn't mind seeing that either. And does she go after the champion, whoever it may be? I mean, that would be something if Raquel Gonzalez and Becky Lynch showed up on the show at the same time on SummerSlam. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, this way you too, can have some new blood too, show up on SmackDown. Too much star to power? And keep Becky over at Raw. Yeah. Too much star power, maybe? I really, really, really think that unless you're going to give somebody or something to the USA Network and put them on Monday Night Raw, I just don't, I don't, I, I don't know. When, when the draft was originally speculated to be just a couple weeks after SummerSlam, I, I didn't think it would have been a big deal. Right. Because you could have just drafted whomever, you know, Seth Rollins over to Monday Night Raw, which is something I thought would have happened in the draft anyways. Right. But if Becky Lynch is going to show up on SmackDown, you can't tell me that two months later in October, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch are both going to get drafted back to Raw. Is Raw just going to be a piece of Swiss cheese by then with all kinds of holes? I know. Yeah. I mean, is Goldberg being on Monday Night Raw? WWE's answer to them wanting to put Becky Lynch on SmackDown? I hope not. Did WWE and Monday Night Raw think that's equivalent? Yeah. Now, do you think that WWE... We'll we'll get back to NXT in a minute, but while we're talking about uh, Raw again for a second, do you think that WWE is trying to scramble to put stuff together until Bray Wyatt shows back up, until... Randy Orton shows back up because um, there's it just seems like they're just throwing stuff together. Oh, Vince McMahon says we don't do that anymore. <laughs> we only do that. We only do matches that contribute towards the storylines. Okay. Bullshit. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we'll get back into that. Uh, at another time. Uh, getting back into NXT, what a match between Adam Cole and Bronson Reed. I mean, like I said, there's just something about Bronson Reed that, you know, like I said, I've said in previous shows, he reminds me a lot of Brodus Clay. And I wasn't a big, I wasn't a big Brodus Clay fan. He was here in WWE with the Funkadactyls. But there's just something about um, there's something about Bronson Reed. I don't know. It's, I mean, he's like 360-something pounds, and the guy can move like like nobody's business. 
and uh, he put up a really, really good match against Adam Cole. I mean, that match could have gone either way. You see, uh, I know he was North American champion, but somewhere along the line now, do you see another? Do you see a uh, maybe an NXT title shot coming up for Bronson Reed in the future? Or will, in the future, maybe. Or will he get called up to the roster before that happens? I don't, I don't think he's close to coming up to the main roster. All right. Um, Facial expression says it all. <laughs> and kind of the shoulder shrug. I, yeah. don't, I don't. I don't care. You know. I mean, I'll half the match <laughs> might be okay, and that's the half of the match that Kyle O'Reilly's in. But unfortunately, the other half of the match is Bobby Fish, who I never cared for, and just I don't think he's anything. Right. I see. I remember seeing him and Roger Strong when um, they had an independent wrestling show at the Wallingford Boys and Girls Club. Uh, Bobby Fish and Roger Strong were on the card, and there was a upcoming an up and coming female wrestler on that on that show that night in Wallingford by the name of Mercedes Barnos, which we all have come to know as. Sasha Banks, and um, but yeah, I, I mean, I thought I thought he was okay in um, the undisputed era because there was others around him. He was the worst member. But he, it, the, the other ones made him look better than he originally was. Yes. Because they're better than him, so they just made him look better. But, uh, yeah, so I think uh, I think NXT had a really great show, and I hope that they continue with some more great shows. Like I said, Hit Row against Imperium um, was a really good match. I didn't see much of Imperium uh, lately. I don't know what the deal is with um, Walter. I guess he's still out on injury. No. No, he's, he's back? Okay. Yeah. He's actually, he, his match, um, he's got a match against, um, what's his name there? I, I don't know how you pronounce it. I-L-J-A, however you pronounce it, I don't know. Dragunov, um, he's the number one contender for his title, and they're having a match, um, 
for the UK NXT Championship at NXT TakeOver the night after SummerSlam. Oh, okay. And that's NXT TakeOver 36, correct? And then the next the other match is Karrion Cross for Samoa Joe. Right. I'm I'm sure you know I'm sure they'll have Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez on that on that show as well. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, overall though, what what caught your eye a lot and what didn't catch your eye a lot on NXT? What was the something that when the, when the matches came on, you were like, "Oh, I, I I'm actually going to sit down and watch this one." Well, it's every, that's now it's every NXT. Because, I mean, other than the week or two before that, um, where I, I think, and notably speaking, they had poor, poor shows. Yep. Um, they were just okay. And I, I, once again, and this was just my opinion, I think that... They purposely did that to make the Monday Night Raw and SmackDown in front of live crowds and the Money in the Bank pay-per-view in front of a live crowd seem that much better. Right. If they're trying for that this week, they lost because this week's NXT was very good. Okay. Um, I want to get out there to the people to let them know that this Sunday, August 1st, Top Rope Report will be joined live on the line by a good friend of the show. He's a former WWF superstar from 1984 to 1992, and he is one of the owners of Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling. I like to call him the legendary Mario Mancini. The New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Famer will be joining us live this Sunday. Definitely looking forward to hearing Mario's stories. And um, yeah, but I just wanted to get that out while we're, uh, so I wouldn't forget it. But uh, back to the NXT. Yeah. Um, You know, I think NXT really got... um, they're really starting to get more interesting now, especially with this announced team they got. I mean, Wade Barrett—he's he, yeah, he's kind of coming. He's kind of come into his own since he started. He's never really done much color commentary or play-by-play before, so he's he's actually doing pretty well. And Beth Phoenix, well, she's been behind the mic and she's always been good on the mic for a long time. Well, that's your opinion. I don't like Beth Phoenix so much. Oh, okay. She's too over the top. She's too over the top for me. All right. Everything she sees the first time she's ever seen it. Oh. Okay. Tries to make uh, she tries to make something better. That I mean, she's trying to make it like. No, no, it's just it's. It's okay if you see something that we know we've seen before, but you act as if you've never seen that's all. Right. You know, like when Dakota Kai attacked for Kel Gonzalez, like we've never seen somebody screw over their tag team partner before. Yeah. 
we didn't know, we never saw Seth Rollins share shot Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose and turn his back on the shield. We never saw that. No, never. That's what I mean. Yeah, yep. so she acts like everything you see is the first time you've ever seen it. Oh, okay. I get it. And then Vic Joseph. Well, Vic Joseph is Vic Joseph. That's, uh... He's good. He's good. Yep. Um, but I mean, you know, NXT has has really been. Uh, you know the only thing I don't like about NXT. What's that? <laughs> the ring announcer. I can't stand her. Oh my god, oh. she annoys me. Is she the one with the frizzy hair? Like, you know, you were sounding to me like 
you were starting to talk about something that was going to be happening. Oh, no. No, that's why I was just wondering if uh, what I meant to say was I wonder if you've heard anything of what's going to be going on for SmackDown Friday night. I'm sure it's going to be live. Okay. I'm sure we'll see Roman Reigns. I'm sure we'll see the Usos. But uh, Uh, I'm sure Cena can, you know, come out trying to find out why he's not fighting Roman Reigns. Right. Um, Maybe we'll find out that when Finn Bauer's taking on Roman Reigns, maybe Cena will want to take on Finn Bauer instead to have the right to fight Roman Reigns. I don't know. Yep. Um, I hope not. Well, yeah, so like I said, no, as far as I'm concerned, I gave NXT, um, in my opinion, I gave it a B plus. I mean, you know, like you said off the air, 90% of it was A minus if it wasn't for the stupid camera grinds, LA night shit. Yep. And especially with the grizzled young veterans coming out onto the course as well, and I was wait, I was waiting for them to start swinging at each other on a golf course or something. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean it was just. Uh, I I didn't get to hear that you froze up. Ready? No, you're you're sounding like a, you're sounding like a, an alien now. Are you there? Oh, there you are. Okay, well, you, I don't, your your screen froze on my on my phone, and when you were and when you were talking, it, it was echoing, and you sounded like me. What was that? Maybe it's overheating again. I don't know, possibly, but uh, so so we've been on the show for too long. So, <laughs> so anything you want to add before we close down tonight, Greg? No, I'm good. All righty. Well, once again, it was a great show, Greg. Uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. So, on behalf of the illust- on behalf of the notes to Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report saying thank you everybody for tuning in, and we'll catch you all at six fifteen on Sunday night. Wow. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.